Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate yeah. to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. Raising kids is a challenge, and it's not just about making sure they're eating vegetables and washing their hands. It's also about helping them build healthy self-esteem and resilience. It can be really tough on kids when they're graded on their reading, writing and maths, but a fantastic new book points out there are all sorts of other skills that are just as important. All the Ways to Be Smart is a book written by Davina Bell and Alison Colpoise, who are the creative team that brought you Under the Love Umbrella and the Underwater Fancy Dress Parade. Hi, Davina. Hi, Alison. How are you? Good. How are you? Hi. Thanks so much for having us. Lovely to have you here. Davina, I'll start with you. What prompted you to write this book? Was it a slow slow burning idea or did something happen? Uh, it was actually a story involving Alison's niece that she told us. Do you want to tell the story, Al? You tell it in a lovely way. Oh, oh sure. Um, we were just having dinner actually with our publisher and I was telling Davina and Miriam um, a story about my niece where she was trying to remember the name of a song but couldn't. And um, so we said, oh, we'll just wait for your older sister to come in. She may remember um, oh, the singer of a song. Uh, when she came back, she just rattled it off really easily. And my youngest niece said after she left, oh, Sunday is so smart. I wish I was as smart as Sunday Aww. and um, at remembering. And I said, oh, of course, you know, when you're her age, you'll remember lots more and you are so smart at so many things, not just remembering. And anyway, that just sparked a conversation around that and a larger one about um, subjects at school and realising some had more weight than others with grading. Yeah. And so from there, we had that conversation at dinner and I went away and I researched um, intelligence and I did a lot of research into Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences. So every... um Every page in the book, every line in the book, or every smart action in the book is actually mapped to one of those nine intelligences, which Shut are. Shut up! That's crazy! Yeah. I just thought you wrote a sweet little book about all the ways to be smart. What is well, that? Uh, no, there's a little bit more thought to it. No, and so it's. Um, he said that intelligences are, shouldn't just be defined by traditional academic markers, it should be like. Um, your relationship to nature, interpersonal relationships, spatial relationships. So all the things in the book, um, all the little rhymes are actually in the background secretly mapped to those intelligences. And I wanted every kid to find themselves in that book, so to find something that they would see that they are smart at. That's blown me away. I mean, I honestly just thought it was this beautiful way of looking at intelligence, but you've got all that research behind it. And and what a good way for us as adults to think about intelligence, because you're right. I mean, someone can be really smart when they're out in nature and they know everything they see and then you put them in front of a maths book and they feel like a complete failure. That's so interesting. I was talking about this book with a teacher the other day and she said, oh, this is just what I used to do with my students. Before I taught them, I would take them somewhere like a roller skating rink or somewhere where they could do something um, outside the academic world so that I could see them being smart at something so that I didn't have a preconception about their intelligence. Wow. And I thought that was really interesting because yeah. one thing with this book that we really wanted to do, wasn't it, Al, was to say to kids don't just form a conception of your own intelligence based on these traditional things as soon as you enter the school system it's so easy to think I'm only smart at reading I'm only smart at maths but to have a broader view and to not get locked into what you think you're smart at so that was um one of our really um 
our strongest aims with the book was to address that. And then, Al, do you want to talk about how you use the pictures to expand on that, how we started off with a with a smaller view of that oh, yes. and blew it out? Yes. Uh, well, we did this together. I, originally, we thought that the illustrations were going to be quite straight, so, so just literally illustrating what's in the word. So a kid um, gluing wings on bats and that's it, and then next kid doing something else. And then we realised when we came to actually work on the book properly that that's quite boring. <laughs> um, and so then we expanded it. And so the kids are doing the actions, but they also got their imagination floating around around the scene so we really tried to blow it wide open and felt much happier with it after that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Davina Bell and Alison Colpoise. They are the brains behind All the Ways to Be Smart, which is a new beautiful book about intelligence. Davina was just talking about the research she did behind it and um, and then Alison was adding to that in terms of how the illustrations um, sort of bring those words to life in an even, in a even bigger way than just the words and the rhymes and the things that the story is telling. Um, ladies, you have worked together before and just hearing you talk, it sounds like you've got quite a unique relationship because many people um, or authors will write a book, send it off to an illustrator and never have anything to do with each other. That doesn't sound like what's happened with you guys. No, we're so lucky. Um, We actually were friends before we collaborated because we both worked in publishing at Penguin Books in Melbourne. Um, And we were there when we were really young and we often would work really late and we'd be the last two left in the office and I would give Alison a lift home. And from there we realised that we both loved especially kind of vintage picture books and we never got paired on any projects together. So we created our own project, which was to redo the Australian children's classics. So playing BB Bo and looking for Alabrandi. We did this beautiful... those books. Yeah, the little beautiful hardback editions of Alison's designs. And, and that's when she first started doing... Um, that kind of illustration on the covers of those. And when they finished, we loved working together so much. We thought, how can we keep this going, this working relationship? Because we just enjoyed it so much. Um, so then I said to you, Al, what do you love to illustrate? Uh, yeah, and at the time I just said, oh, nature. And Davina <laughs> was like, like farm animals. And I was like, not really. <laughs> um, um, but then um, I think I said, oh, well, actually, when I was little, I was really obsessed with underwater worlds. And then that sparked the idea. Davina went away and wrote the underwater fence. You just prayed really brilliantly, as usual. It just comes away, um, goes away and creates something amazing and comes back and blows me away. So. And then I think you in turn blew her away. But let's let's not move away from the fact that you indeed wanted to be a mermaid <laughs> and, and perhaps still do, according to your bio. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's an old bio. <laughs> um, you don't yeah. want to be a mermaid anymore? Oh, yeah, still do, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, definitely, I think um, probably I'm not alone there. Lots of kids may have wanted to be a mermaid, <laughs> yeah. And do you think, the I mean, the message of this book, there being all kinds of different intelligences, do you think that's also something parents and adults need to kind of embrace in the sense that... Um, if your kid isn't going well at reading, perhaps you need to look at some other thing they do well. Alison? Oh, yes, I do think that, definitely. I think it's really important. And I think also... um well, we recognised that when we were growing up. I think I mentioned before about subjects at school and realising, say, a subject that I loved wasn't graded as highly as, like, say, um, chemistry or something like that, which I also liked, but not as much. So we did really want to make... That wasn't art, was it? Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, it, it was wasn't. Art, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so we did want to, you know, really celebrate all of those intelligence.
intelligences, as Davina said, and um, make people, parents and kids, realise that they're all equally as important. And your books all have an idea behind them. Davina, why are stories so important in shaping our values and behaviour? Because you're you're putting these out there and I, I guess hoping something to come from them with some really lovely ideas behind them. Why do you think books play such a big role in that? I think books are so important because as well as taking what is on the page and what's in the narrative, I really believe books shape the person kids want to become. It sort of has an aspirational or a future quality about it that they can see themselves reflected, but they also have an aspect of sort of an idea of the person that you might become in the future. And I think shaping that idea and that concept um, is why I love children's books and why I'm involved in children's books. And I really do believe the books I read as a kid really did um, shape both my conception of myself, but also um, what I imagined my life could be like or what I could do in the world. So that's, especially with my books with Al, um, ours particularly have sort of a heart and a message behind them, more so maybe than books that I write with other people, um, because we're both, I think, quite sensitive people and we respond to that in each other. Um, So I really am, I'm always thinking of the kid first and thinking, how do I either bring you wonder, comfort or joy in this book? And it's those three things that I think Alison's illustrations really bring to life as well. Oh, you two are beautiful. I just want to put you in a little package and keep you here forever. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming in. Thank you very much for having us. (laughs) That was author Davina Bell and illustrator Alison Colpoise, who created All the Ways to Be Smart, which is this week's Kindling Story of the Week. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website, just head to kindling.com.au